You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Episode number 149. It's almost a landmark episode of East Central Indiana's favorite podcast. I'm Jeremiah Morrill. Today I'm joined by our great friend, Zach Bircham. Not really a co-host. Maybe you're a co-host. I don't know. But he's here. He came came to still tell stories in Patreon and we kept him around. And uh, and my other forever co-host, Dakota Davis. That's right. Today's episode features special returning guests and one of the newest Patreon members, Liberty Defender Sean Rao. Sean is here to talk to us about everything that he knows. He's an expert on um, on things like uh, the internet, uh, decorum, and, uh, and the law, speech writing. <laughs> He's, he's an expert on all these things, so we thought that he would have been the best guest to Imp- talk to us about the State of the Union address. Impeachment analyst. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but we will be talking to, to Sean about the, sta- the State of the Union. We will also be talking about uh, political division that is happening in our country right now. Sean actually has a master's degree in, uh, in uh, philosophy, so maybe he can tell us a little bit about some of the ethics about why we hate each other. And how we heal from that. <laughs> then we will also be talking about the Democratic primary and the absolute, uh, what we are calling the chaotic caucus that happened in Iowa and uh, whether or not Pete Buttigieg just totally cheated on everything. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you stick around to the end to hear all of that. I've called him a stand-up philosopher in the past and nobody gets the joke, so I That's won't right. make it today. Okay. <laughs> this show is about our lives in rural Indiana. We're here to push your boundaries and make you think as individuals. Sometimes we'll provoke you. Other times we'll make you laugh, but hopefully you'll always learn something new. If you really want to learn something new, join the Patreon because uh, that's where the stories are told, everybody. Uh, the, the group, uh, the community feeling. It's uh, it's all in there. That's right. The uh, patreon.com slash boss hog of liberty is where you can sign up to donate to the show at a monthly level. Uh, we, both suggest, of our guests, we suggest $200 a month. That's yeah, that, the suggested retail value. You know, but we will take less. There's you, you have to take less. <laughs> it's Patreon. Do they pay you yeah. what you, they want to pay you? Once That's again, right. I am asking you for your financial support. But this show is totally... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This show is totally crowdfunded. We haven't had the need to do any sort of advertisements, and that is because of the folks that support us on Patreon. Even through the winter, we haven't needed to do or seek out advertisements for the show, and that is all for your listening pleasure. We've been blowing the money on wasteful things like heating and lighting and internet. I mean, we've yes. been just ballers around here. <laughs> yeah. You could have fooled me on the heating part. <laughs> it's still pretty cold. Sorry, we released a snowstorm of a, a century, chilly. Zach. We at chilly. least try to keep it to where you can't see your breath because that would just mess with the video. <laughs> I, it's like it's like Chris Wright doing the weather around here. It got serious during the yeah, Patreon. I took off my sweater. And now I'm uh, now I'm wearing my wrinkled shirt. It was Probably almost, pit stained it was almost out. seventy a couple days ago. Yeah. And so if you sign up at patreon.com slash boss hog of liberty, you get access to the bonus episode that happens every week before the regular show. You also get access to the show notes that include clickable links that uh, can take you to where I get all of the information that I put into the show notes. 
And we also uh, offer all kinds of other things. Like uh, we have stickers that are coming in the mail. And uh, we have, I think, at certain tiers, you will get a postcard in the mail from us um, that was designed that has all of our the crew's favorite episode uh, selfies on the background. And then if you sign up at $50 or more a month, then we give you a shout out at the front of every episode. Those folks are Jonathan Phillips, Chris Lamb, and Craig DeCasa, and of course, Christy Avery. We also have the T-Chip stores, tchip.com slash bho one two or 3 That's where you can get your merchandise to rep the show on the streets. And then we are also Chris Guffey. Producer Chris had a great idea for our uh, our next fundraiser, and we are going to be supporting a fine uh, <laughs> a fine participant of the Special Olympics Polar Plunge. Um, we have uh, the donation link is on our Facebook page. Chris Guffey he will put uh, he will put the donation link in the live stream comment section so that you can you know just uh, it's for a good cause. It's a it's a fun event as well. So um, I think it's something very important to the community, and uh, we we would love to help out, and we would love to see our listeners help out in any way that we can. Woo! That was a lot. I've been was on, a lot. I've been on break. I don't yeah. remember how to host a show anymore. You talked for so yeah. long. That was I'm impressive. not sure either. There's was, great content in the Facebook group. I was well. I was messaging yeah. Zach uh, just now. Actually, <laughs> I was I was shit posting our um our Facebook. Listen, the, the Patreon group. The Patreon. We yeah. If you sign up a Patreon at any level, you get added to the Boss Hog Liberty Patreon supporters group, and a lot of times we put. Some pretty hilarious things. Yeah, there's some, yeah, there's some stuff that's you'll go back to later. And you just need to be cheered up, <laughs> <laughs> and you don't even have to learn a secret handshake to join. That's true. Well, just, just join the Patreon. Yeah, we're just whores, man. We'll just take yeah. your money <laughs> and you're in. There's no, there is no security. There's, some, there's something to be said about that. <laughs> and and listen, if you purely transactional, if, if you join, it takes us, uh, it takes us a little while to figure out that you stopped paying your bill. So. Mm. You join once, we'll add you in, and then you know, once in a while we'll go, damn it, that guy shouldn't be commenting. That's right. That's he's right. stealing from us. He hasn't <laughs> right. given us enough free stuff lately, and he's got to leave the group. Um, true. I don't, we, haven't, we haven't sent any demand letters out. We I just think so. You just purge them. Once they say something that pisses you off, you just purge them out and get, <laughs> get rid of them. <laughs> All right. Um, so State of the Union happened. That's right. I was at, uh, I was at the in-laws' house with, uh, with Guffy and... Uh, we accidentally turned it on. We were watching uh, watching your nine bets try to come home. Oh god, that across, was a horrible night across two or three screens. That was a horrible night, and uh, you lost like two thousand uh, dollars. What's the what's the self help help number? What one eight hundred nine with it? That's it. You yeah, put that on uh, speed dial two. No, number think, one is voice bail. Uh, speed dial two is get your help. I'll say I think I lost that night. What. One sixty, one seventy. Oh my god! I don't realize that. Holy money. crap! That was a that uh, that hurts me. You just earn it back later. Don't worry. about Yeah, it's all no. Yeah, life. no. Keep I'm, rolling, I'm still baby. plus. Don't like worry. I'll just sell my <laughs> some of the limited time I have on this earth so that I can put that money back to just, a sports ball team that knows nothing about me or cares about my existence. Hey, wait a minute. Do you know you can bet on the Oscars yeah. this weekend? You can bet Are on the Oscars. Me? Guess what? <laughs> DraftKings is going to have it where you can bet on the elections. I'm okay. taking Bernie plus or minus. Bernie. Guffy didn't come to the city council meeting. I was like, where are we at? He's like, home gambling. <laughs> I was like, you know, it's a certain part. Not, he's not depressed over losing the election, but now he's just at home gambling. It's yeah, fine. Gambling. It's all good. He's trying to win I'm it spiraling, back. boys. I'm spiraling. <laughs> he's good. Tomorrow, he's bouncing back tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. Tomorrow will be my last bet for sure. I can stop whenever I, I want to. I can quit whenever I want. But Trump did deliver the State of the Union address. Who watched it? 
I watched portions of it. What does that mean? Do you I, mean you were flipping back and forth? On no, channels? I watched. I, I I watched 15 minutes of it. I watched enough to see El Rushbo get the medal of Rush me, Rush Limbaugh. Uh, yeah, Rush Limbaugh. El Rushbo. Uh, oh, yeah, that's what you said. El Rushbo. That's yeah. what. I, it sounded he sits like behind you, the. <laughs> it sounded like you said Rush Lumbo. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, Mega Dittos. So I was. I, I watched and I, I did not expect that to happen. And then they, so he announced that, Hey, Rush is getting this award. And then the next thing you know, they stopped the state of the union and he's getting it pinned on him by Melania during, which is an absolute F you <coughs> to the Democrats for yes. put him through all that, which whatever. I mean, so, that's, so that's the, all political theater well, is my yeah, He can put on a TV show. That's what he's from. And yes. he understands what makes great yes. TV moments. And, and, and Limbaugh is, perfect for that oh, role it, it is, he was born to play that role during the state of the union to to do it and act surprised and every bit of it um that's a big honor it's cool i you know it's fine uh it, obviously he had a, a bad he bad diagnosis this last month and um rough uh rough news big he's a, a very important person to anybody that's ever sat behind a microphone you pay right. attention to, to to rush limbaugh in his career um but yeah, you're exactly right, Sean. I looked at the State of the Union, and it has become complete and total theater mm-hmm. on all sides. Last yes. year, Dakota has it in the show notes. Um, you know, the women, the, the all the new Congresswomen from the last term wore white, stood together. Yeah. You know, and they were a, a block. Skipping ahead, I know, but that was that was all theater. It's it's, it's the, yes. the the that was theater. You know, the the speaker did not shake. The right. president's hand. Well, the president didn't or shake he her didn't hand. shake her hand, yes. and then she gave the look of what the hell. Yeah, and then in turn, when she received the speech, she made it, it confetti at the end. Yeah, um, it was just it, it is entirely theater. Yeah, it's from time to time. They don't have to do it every year. Maybe they should just take four years off and do this when we have new people, new people involved. To, to that point, I mean, I didn't even watch it. I was watching uh, Chicago Blackhawks hockey <laughs> against the Minnesota Wild. And uh, the Blackhawks lost in overtime. Is it, is it a real team when they don't end in an S? I had the uh, Shouldn't Pelicans it be the Wilds? versus Bucks that night. Shouldn't it be the Wilds? The Wilds. <laughs> I call them the Minnesota Mild. Mostly because <laughs> the Minnesota Mild. The, um, the, the Miami Warms. I had a number of uh, beverages with a local attorney. Uh, we'll call him uh, Low Jansinger. Yes. Uh, yes. I don't know <laughs> yeah. if you know that man. Yeah. Uh, but uh, hypothetically. Uh, but no, I... I didn't really see the point in watching that that particular state of the union. I caught the the highlights, the low lights, whatever you want to call go it. Back, go back and see one of the. Clinton yeah, I mean, it's like it was funny because in the in the group text, I was like, "Well, you know, what were the policy highlights?" And then I thought to myself, "Okay, this is Donald Trump. There there are no policy <laughs> were, highlights. It's just grandstanding and he grandiose." Did, and he did ask for bigger government. I mean, he still you know, he still worked some of that in. Oh, absolutely. So there was uh, for like the first. I think it was actually I put in here fifteen to twenty minutes at the beginning, but I went back and it was actually the first twenty four minutes mm. of the State of the Union address. He he just names statistics, mm-hmm. pure numbers. And well, things numbers, that were, numbers he's picked. Yeah. Well, <laughs> numbers that his speechwriter probably right, picked. Right. Sean, you're, you're not, uh, but it was, you're starting to come across as a bit of a never Trumper. Are you, uh, are you not in good standing with team elephant? I, I'm not in good standing with uh, Donald J. Trump. Are you, we'll are you a way. Romney Republican? Now? I, I, I would say, you know, with Mitt Romney, I've had issues with Mitt Romney when he ran against Obama and, uh, really he had an opportunity there, but, um, with the way he conducted himself this week, I think he's he's shown something at least. 
I, I did notice this week after the impeachment happened um, and the vote happened that the last two Republican nominees before Trump have been in absolute, like they're the two people that have had the stones to put their foot down, but the late John McCain Mm -hmm. and, and Romney, Mm -hmm. you know, now that he's got the Senate seat in this, in this third act in his political career, it's like, which gave Trump plenty of ammo at the prayer breakfast this morning to say, of course, if you're, of course, because you need ammo at a prayer breakfast. I do, I do pray to God it, to smite my enemies. It was, uh, <laughs> he said, um, you know, there's a lot of harsh feelings whenever you fail so badly at running for president. Yeah, <laughs> just, just owns, just like Christians. Christians just worry about a president that can own other people, and that's more important than your Christianity or your faith. It's, I thought it's just a dude that a big orange guy that can just own people i think it's i love watching him he's he's, he's such he, a he's pt barnum for the 21st century i like, get such good entertainment value from every right. time every time i watch trump give a speech and you know it like a lot of the thing like whenever he was talking about the economy what i was uh, going to say then was it was it was purposeful that the first 24 minutes of it were about how great the economy was and everything that he said was an undoubtable fact. Like it was, it was real. Well, those I doubt, I doubt those facts, but I, I understand uh, what you mean. Even the NPR fact check report <laughs> said that they couldn't <laughs> that, uh, wait correct a minute, Wait them. a minute. That is paid for, wait, wait, that's paid for by public funding that he's uh, in charge of. So let's, let's get back to state run yeah. media over here at Dakota. Yeah. yeah. Did you check with I'm MSNBC saying. and you CNN? Typically, the Babylon Bee said, uh, "Welcome everybody. It's a good night." And that was fact check is incorrect. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so they, but they went they went harsh on some other things, and you could tell that it was definitely written by a very hard left leaning person that wrote the fact check. But it was like, wait a minute, I'm seeing a trend here. Mm-hmm. Whenever he's talking about the economy and whenever he brings numbers into it, they are very careful to make sure that all of that is 100% true. So if you're watching at home and because we're all Americans and we all have horrible attention spans, you're going to (laughs) watch for the first five or 10 minutes of the state of the union address. and go, God, I tuned in halfway. I I tuned in halfway through and the boring stuff was over. So that I got, I mean, I I think that that was great for, I think that was a a great strategy whenever he was doing this. And that's what I think makes Trump great to watch is because everything is so strategic. Well, I I think he's, he was very controlled in that environment from what I saw. Yeah. And he can go out on the road and riff and, and cut up with people. And that's what makes him relatable. Despite the fact he's a Manhattan billionaire. Millionaire, billionaire, whatever, as Bernie was. Millionaires, billionaires. Millionaires. And uh, he, he's just, he's one of the elite, but he can still go to like Topeka, Kansas and, and cut up with people and and uh, do his thing. But I, from all I understood, it, it was a kind of a muted uh, uh, performance by him, but in a way where it he wasn't. He was wanting reading. what was going on as far as the vote in the Senate to to whether to remove him or not, right. because he knew he had all those. He knew from the beginning he was never going to get removed, which yeah. I blame on the Democrats. It, why was, would, it was entirely theater. Once again, every why, bit of it was going to be theater. No good prosecutor is going to take a case to trial knowing that he's not going to have the votes in the jury. And, and, you know, the jury ahead of time. It's it's crazy. <laughs> you know, the people, <laughs> you know, exactly. <laughs> 
I almost <laughs> lost an eye. <laughs> you have glasses on. Yes, I'm. Wouldn't it be great if, they, if, if each if each side got to just throw out like eleven senators? Like it's oh like yeah, like you could strike yeah, yeah, like strike. from we'd like to strikes and we'd, we'd for like cause. To, we'd like to strike Cory Booker for reasons. Oh, I'd strike Lindsey Graham for <laughs> like just being Lindsey Graham. <laughs> I missed it, but I just pictured that it was going to be like the scene from Head of State with Chris Rock, where it's like a debate, and one of them makes a point, and all the guys in gray suits stand up and they clap, and the next guy talks, and they all sit down, and the next thing, blue suits, they all stand up and they clap, and it's just back and forth. I was like, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be very angry people, and then very happy people, and it's depending on which one, which side they're on. The, you know, the thing that I didn't understand was that we're talking about it, it was very mild, and like like you just said, Sean, it was a very mild um, performance because he went into it um, and he so he did the 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 theatrics later. And last year, after the State of the Union address, we went through every single guest that he brought on. This year, he brought on a lot more guests. I went through to try to do the exact same thing and realized that I was quickly going to run out of paper. So you suffered through the entire speech for this show. You prepped through it for it. Uh, I just notes. like watching it. It's a real trooper. I just like Either he's a glutton Trump. for punishment, either he has brain damage, <laughs> or he's a real trooper. One of those three. I genuinely enjoy watching Trump, and I also genuinely enjoy the State of the Union address, no matter who's putting it on. I don't know why. There's something about that whole speech that's like, I like, I like watching it, and then I love going through the fact check transcripts later. And seeing like what what was true, what was false, what did I fall for whenever I was listening to it, <laughs> you know, and th- but this time it was Trump who somebody on Trump's team had the foresight to go. They're going to do it no matter what. So let's make sure that if there is any stretch truth, then it's something so stupid that the fact checkers look like they're biased idiots for even bringing it up. Right. And that was a great part of his strategy going into it. And especially because the vast majority of the time of the speech was spent just telling stories about his guests, Mm. right? So that's why they couldn't get a whole lot of inaccuracies from the speech is because he was just telling these people's life story. There's not a lot to fact check there. right? So he was going through all of those. But what kind of blows my mind is the, the fact that um, with the exception of one senator from the state of Arizona, who's a Democrat, none of the other Democrats were clapping for any of the stuff that he said. Not even for like the Tuskegee Airmen. They were they would clap for the personal the sto- some people. of the personal stories, mm-hmm. not all of the personal stories. But they clapped for him. Um, but there was a, I, and I forget what bill it was, but. Oh, maybe it was the prison reform bill, the criminal justice reform bill that he made the Super Bowl ad about. Yeah. And which he, I, I and, found to be hilarious. Well, and that lady wound up, <laughs> didn't she wind up saying that she was pretty upset that she was in a Trump commercial? I, Cause she didn't, I didn't catch that part, but it, it came off like Trump has fixed criminal justice. This is a big <laughs> accomplishment. It's like criminal justice will have issues until the end of time. And the yeah. idea that he's going to trot out there that he's solved the problem. Did he? Right. Did he make? Uh, did he make any reference to uh, making twenty-year-olds who are hooked on tobacco criminals? Did he? <laughs> did he bring that up when he snuck that Jules. into a must pass bill? Yeah. Jules. It's, so he's, but he he touts the criminal justice reform bill, and he says, he says, I'm glad that I got it done. He said, actually, everyone in this room, we got it done. 
And he's a uniter. So then like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So then it just like every enjoy my, enjoy my impeachment vote tomorrow. Yeah. So like the, uh, like it was scripted, all the Republicans clap again because they're supposed to, the Democrats don't realize that they've already passed that legislation. That and, they were also yeah. part of that legislation, right. passing that legislation. Uh, um, what's her name behind him? Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi yeah. She, she co-sponsors the bill. Doesn't clap initially. And then it's like, she, you can see the surprise on her face. She's on delay and like, figures it out. She's like, well, oh, crap. if she had read the damn speech started. that she was given instead of tearing it up, that she, she yeah, would have, that she, she would have been up to speed tearing the pages so that she made sure she didn't look like a fool when she actually tried to tear it. Did everybody get enough theater in? I mean, did every side win on yeah. the theater and the theatrics? And that's what I like. Win would be an interesting Except, choice of words. Uh, so I think, um, <laughs> Everybody yeah. won, was, but the American was public. It, was anybody asking for his autograph? Because I remember that was comical with Obama's last State of the Union. Is that congressmen mm. were handing him things to autograph on his way down to give the speech? And I was like, <laughs> "You guys are leading this wow. country, and you're fanboying." Are you? Are you? Yeah. Are you? Are you predicting this was his last State of the Union? No. Back? Is that? No. What, are you going? No. I just, I just recall that. I just recall that because hey, like, I didn't we'll get, watch this when I was out with my wife for her birthday. But I'm, it's it's interesting to watch because you don't see that kind of like pageantry in our government for much then, but the state of the union gets yeah. some level of that. Everybody's together. You know, he's announced in and all this stuff. So I was like, that was the only thing I got home. Actually, I was like, Oh darn, we missed the state of the union. <laughs> Cause it was like on every, I turned on YouTube TV and it's like on every live thing, state of the union, state of the union, state of the union. I was like, Oh, the pageantry is who's the designated survivor. It's like, how, did you have that? Do you have that piece in the, I yeah. looked that chart up. <laughs> somebody was talking about it on, Something. So I was, I was oblivious drinking beer, watching hockey. So I, you in, did it in right my, in my almost happiest state in perfect of American fashion. <laughs> I know more Canadian fashion, I guess, uh, watching hockey, but I'm, like oh, but for the grace so. of God, I'm yeah. barely an American. That's uh, right. One, uh, one guest said I thought was, there were a few that I thought were specifically interesting. If you have the show notes and are a Patreon member, there's a link to the white house website that lists all of them and their biographies. Um, but I, I picked out one that I found particularly interesting, which was a uh, a girl that he used to talk about school choice and said that uh, that school choice. Yeah. And he said that um, she was uh, uh, girls like her and students like her were the reason that he was urging the Congress to uh, push through legislation to make school choice the standard across the United States of America because no student should have to suffer in a failing government school is what he said. <laughs> and I was like, Hmm, I actually, that I like that a lot. <laughs> I'm a big school choice guy though. Uh, you know, I, but there was, that was one of the biggest pieces of uh, criticism that he got from the night was it, it, it's weird a, for a using a child as a prop. <laughs> well, they all do that. It's, they all do that. That's true. To, it's an easy thing to say that, well, we need to have school choice. But if you look at Indiana, where we broadcast from, mm-hmm. you can pick it. The schools are competing now. You can take right, your kid right. out of Newcastle and Absolutely. go to try, go to Shenandoah. How much more school choice do you have? If you want, and, if you want the free money, you can go to any one of seven public schools that you could reasonably send your kids to in this Absolutely. community in reality, or a private school or homeschool. You got like nine choices. In reality, it's definitely one of those things that needs to be left up to states to make that decision because it's not uh, explicitly laid out in the Constitution, so the Tenth Amendment would apply to uh, schools. So, 
you know, it, but here in Indiana, we have it really good. I just like the fact that he, uh, that there were the highest government official in the United States of America was addressing the fact that public schools are in really poor condition. And, you know, he said it that, and it wasn't, it, he didn't say His it. His legislative go, director hasn't said, let's, depo- let's abolish the department of education. Well, but he didn't say it. And then go. We need to like that idea. spend more money without <laughs> Republicans on it. used to say that thirty years ago. Republicans that was a tenant, a platform of their of their deal. And then Ron Paul said it, and then no one said it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, oh, I don't want to end up like that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Chris thinks that uh, Zach is forty five. So in your lifetime, Zach, yeah, oh. yeah Zach, they haven't had the. Oh, they've not always had the Department of Education. <laughs> it came about in the Jimmy Carter administration. I don't remember that. I think it's because I'm not 45. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> Got almost I, a decade to go. I you think jerk. you are. <laughs> Look at I. I saw your brother this weekend, and if you guys are twins, there is no way you're not 45. You are no, 45. Twins. No, one of them looks road hard and put up wet. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. It's probably me because I'm married with two kids. <laughs> Three year old will do that to you. He's home trying to destroy my house now. Especially especially the three-year-old you have now. Yeah. I saw him on Friday night with his black eye. Yeah, yeah. But, that, was, that was his name's fault. So I think that <laughs> one of the biggest things... Not that we're naming names. Now. Yeah. You can guess which one that is. <laughs> one of the biggest things to pull away from the fact that he had so many guests on and the fact that there have been guests at every State of the Union address since Ronald Reagan started bringing them. And every single guest that is in the State of the Union is there because they're touting some giant success that was pulled off by the president of the United States. So since each party, each president from each party has done that every year that they've been in office, it really just goes to show that a lot of people are going to benefit from government policies. A lot of people are going to be hurt by government policies and it's, and you're going to find the people to uh, to kind of tout and back your your own predisposed notion that what you did was a good thing, no matter what you do. Yeah. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like doing a Google search. Um, well, it's because and it's anec- having the results in your mind. It's anecdotal evidence, right? right. I mean, the, you can find an anecdote for really any person that you've helped and. Uh, you know, you can find an anecdote from my clients say that I'm the greatest lawyer that's ever walked the face of the earth. You can find anecdotes from some other clients say I'm just a total bum. And well, who's it's right? Hard, it's hard to find those guys because they're in jail. Well, you know, you might it. find them in DOC, but <laughs> at the same you know, time, we have to do a a, a multivariate analysis of the performance of it's the- all it's all <laughs> anecdotal, and it's just like it's just like anything else. It doesn't necessarily guide you towards what's good policy or what's poor policy. That was a big part of uh, of Clinton. I think he was the first first president that really connected oh, absolutely. people emotionally. Like that he was. That was his signature move. Absolutely. And that was both in the State of the Union and in the town hall style debates yeah. back in the day. He, he was the master of that. Yeah. And people are still learning from that. But I I think Trump is a 21st century P.T. Barnum. He knows how to play the media. He knows how to play. Uh, he's been doing it for like almost 40 years now. Yeah. Uh, he's playing the tabloids. That's what he does. And he's, he's the perfect ADD, 21st century, non-substantive president that you could have. Get yourself some coffee and enjoy. Yeah, I mean it's just all it's all just games and fun until you know people get killed. It's all good. And uh, the other really cool thing, the other well, in the guess with this one, the a soldier returning from Afghanistan, uh, his family 
was in the audience and he uh, th- they surprised his family with him coming home and them seeing him for the first time there. This is neat. That's I like. I'm a sucker for those videos on Facebook. I was gonna though. say it's like yeah. I, I, I I don't want to come across as insensitive, but I do this every week, so I guess I probably do come across as insensitive. <laughs> but it, it that kind of reads like, hey, let's get let's get a viral video, right? Like it's opportunistic. I, I'm I'm glad the guy's home. We should bring them all home. We should stop dropping bombs on people and 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 end it and stop having to have those reunions. But um, you know. Uh, it's all theater. Every bit of it's theater. Some of it's good theater, but it's all theater. It's all for optics. I've waited for an anti-war candidate to come out with an ad and showing these reunions, showing all these children crying, being like, this candidate is going to make children cry. Can you believe it? And then you show it, and then it's like, oh, yeah, I'm running for president. I'm going to bring all the troops home. Uh, that I would be saying, a good ad. For Bobby, me, that would... Bobby Newport. I've thought about that for like 10 years. And you I'm need like, to, uh, you need to... You know, talk to Tulsi. I'll talk to Tulsi. I'll take Tulsi, Tulsi's phone call. I'll take Bernie's phone call. Tulsi I'll take anybody's phone call. After yeah. Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's transition into it. Uh, they voted, uh, they caucused. The Hawkeye Cockeye was Monday night. They caucus. Caucuses they are caucus super weird. I, uh, I, uh, I was checking with uh, the correspondent that doesn't know he's our correspondent. Press dog was in Bill, Iowa. Yeah. Bill. And Bill Zarin. And uh, he's, a, he's a former media member. And uh, we're Facebook friends, noted author, uh, IndyCar journalist, blogger, whatever. Uh, he uh, he caucused for Amy Klobuchar, I believe. And uh, hmm. interesting. It didn't. Uh, <laughs> there were some that were found to be. There were some people in his. Was uh, he the one? No, they, she, come, she She got. Uh, allegedly, she's going to end up with one delegate. It was like uh, 12% of the. Uh, of, of the votes or however it works. A caucus is this weird, horrifying thing anyway, where you go, you show up in your local yeah. basketball arena and you play musical chairs and you go stand together in a group and you have to have a, a certain threshold of people at 15%. your gathering place to become viable. So you have to have enough people stand together that said, I'm for Andrew Yang to be a viable candidate. Um, so they continue the process over and over again. Who likes this? It's who I, like who, who who is like I want to do this. This is a good idea. <laughs> I, they do it because they're first and they get the attention. Well, that's that's got to be for why much they do longer. It. Yeah. So normally <laughs> on a slow, snowy night in February, everybody goes out. They have the Hawkeye Cockeye, and then by nine o'clock, ten o'clock at night, you go. Yep, Jeb won, <clears throat> but. It didn't work that way. It didn't work that way this time. I kept checking in for results. I was uh, staying in a in a Kentucky hotel room, and I turned on the turned on the TV. I'm like, ah, oh, let's see the results. See what happened. Not a damn result, Zach. <laughs> so whenever <laughs> when whenever I woke up the next morning, I, surely by the morning we'll know what I happened. I went to check oh, my yeah. phone. I was like, want to see who won, and I saw zero percent reporting. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just started seeing headlines of uh, horrible things happening in Iowa, what we're calling the chaotic caucus. And it, it was, and I, I, my immediate thought was they're screwing Bernie again. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they should have been again. a thought, right? Yeah. It was I mean, what, what else are you going to get? So they're, so they're I thought, screwing Bernie. And then the ultimate in the, in this Trump era, mm. Pete Buttigieg just says, you know what? My polling says I won. Screw it. Thank you for your victory, Iowa. That. Pete, we're going. Pete we're going Buttigieg. to New Hampshire with with 
power and we've won the caucus. Thank you guys very he, much. He it's didn't awesome. say my internal polling says I won. He said, uh, I paid the app developers and the lead technology <laughs> development on my team is married to the CEO of Acronym Incorporated. Yes, which developed let's get the it. App. Get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Mayor Pete won and he's the new Obama. And uh, I'm looking forward well, to Mayor Pete well, only won because he paid them and they knew and he, they knew that if they made Joe Biden win, then it was going to be way too obvious that they were screwing Bernie again. So they needed a different establishment no, candidate. No, Pete, and that is Pete Buttigieg. Pete walked it back the next morning and he said, well, by I walked on <laughs> yeah. victorious means I did better than I thought I would do. And then it turns out Bernie Sanders won the the by six thousand votes, and Bernie comes out today. Well, and so says, it's, it, I'm victorious. It's yeah. multiple views of it. So it's on the first ballot because uh, you go multiple times. Right. The first count, the first attempt there, <laughs> Bernie had a couple more, but then you go to the second one, which is actually what is the number of precincts and the number of votes yeah. cast on the vote that counts, and it's like five hundred and fifty to five hundred and forty seven for Mayor Pete. Right, they're both going to leave with eleven delegates. They're going to both. They're going to so both leave with the same amount of delegates. But I but was who has the momentum. I think declaring victory first that I won. Uh, I'm. I would hell. I won. I won. Uh, I won Nebraska, and I also am claiming that I won uh, uh, Nevada and New Hampshire. I think I'm taking all of the ends. That's going to help. Mine. That's going to help Pete gather the Biden the the Biden voter, the Klobuchar voter. Even some Warren voters, I think, are going to mm-hmm. go to Pete because of Iowa. Yeah. But in in reality, I think Bernie voters. Bernie is going to run away with New Hampshire. He's mm-hmm. going to compete well in South Carolina. Biden may still win South Carolina on the numbers right now. And Bernie could win California and Texas. My problem for Biden. Oh, Biden is Biden's that like dead finished, in the water. At this he point. finished fourth. And the yes. only reason he's been first is because he's first. Yes. It's the uh, he's Jeb Bush. Biden's dead in the water at this point. I don't he's He'd have to get resurrected because he's yeah. not going to do well in New Hampshire. That's, right. That's going to be Bernie country. Right. And he's, uh, you know, South Carolina. Biden probably will do well. So I think it was Tim Pool that sent out a tweet that said for the past three years, we've been hearing Democrats complain about uh, the electoral college and that every vote should count. Why is, why is Pete Buttigieg selected as the winner in Iowa whenever Bernie won the popular vote? Uh, that's what vote? the Bernie people would say too. Yeah. I mean, I the, totally the, agree. The question, the caucus system is antiquated. I don't know. It ask, makes no sense. Ask Kennedy how he became yeah. president. Yeah. Well, that Kennedy or, or JFK, uh, it was, it was old school democratic heavy handed politics. Like this is just so sort of like well, our app, our app didn't work, and <laughs> uh, the app failed, and I don't know what's going to happen. It's well, just, now they're blaming it on Fortran, Fortran trolls that got the phone number for the for the lines and jammed the lines up. It could you, it could you imagine that darn hard? Could you imagine keeping your job as the DNC chairman yeah. or as the as the chair of the Iowa Democratic Party after all this? Head should roll. And they are not going to because well, it's the establishment. The, you, the, if you're in the Democrat National right. Party, you say, well, the state party was responsible. For of that. course. It's you just pass me. the buck well, all the way the, down the, the line. The state's responsible for the way they run those. Pass it down the, Slap the their local. hand, yell at them, and, and you guys need to do better in 2024. The national this, chairman for the DNC just called for a re-canvas. In because he didn't like the results. True. That's because he didn't like the results of the satellite caucuses yeah. and because he knew Bernie was going to win. And that's just straight up what i believe i'm on a hot take right now but 
uh, you, you, really, you really think that they won't support Bernie because he's not a party member. I won't. I, I think they, there is so much vitriol between the former Hillary staffers, between the current Warren people against Bernie and uh, the so-called Bernie bros um, that I, I think that they will try to defeat Bernie at all costs. And that if Pete will be the new Biden, so to speak, they'll back him. Yep. 100%. 100% all the time. And so it's it's just going to be it's going to be interesting because Bernie is for whatever we want to think of him, he's a lightning rod and he's always been who he is. He's not changed <laughs> the Listen, past 40 I, years. I am 100% on board with the Pete Buttigieg conspiracy. I'm 100% I think, I'm a firm I think believer. he's the next uh, I am a Pete Buttigieg truther at this point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Zach, do you have any thoughts at all, or uh, no, under I mean, advice was, of your counsel, you're just going to keep your mouth shut? No, I, I remember waking up and they were talking about like apps. And I was like, wait a minute, we are choosing <laughs> candidates with phone apps. I was like, something's wrong. And I was just like waiting. I just was seeing all the you know, all the memes up on Facebook with Jeb as the winner and just zeros. <laughs> and I was like, it's 2020. I'm like, I can order a pizza and do whatever I want on my phone, or order something to have it at my house, and they can't count votes overnight and they have zero i was like i don't understand how this is happening you couldn't you have just gone old school at that point and said the hell with this the the, the, the state party calls up every precinct chair or whatever they had and said so what was your vote total they, and you get a damn spreadsheet they and you write it down that. and you've got your number they tried that that was the backup plan oh sorry we threw it away for, no for some reason uh, the the precincts that couldn't figure out the app, they were already calling them in, and no one was keeping track of who already <laughs> called them in. Right. So then, whenever people started uh, posting pictures of the caucus spreadsheets and realizing that there were multiples of different precincts and different results on the multiples, then that is when they're saying the phone number got released, and then... The alleged four change well, rules were started to think about hog the lines. Think about this: the Democrat Party, who's been saying that the Russian trolls took over the 2016 election, yeah. hacked our democracy, whatever, went into the voting machines and make Donald Trump president. Okay, and then they they trot out this app that somebody paid seventy thousand dollars for to whoever, and that's going to be the way they count the votes. It's just, it's hilarious. It's, it's just, it's a, it's a comedy of errors at this point haven't from the we, Democrats. Haven't we gotten so much better than the, I've accidentally voted for, for Pat Buchanan Pat, in 2000. Well, I mean, you all can, those Jews just love Pat Buchanan <laughs> down in Florida, but, but at this point, I mean, it's just like, it's, it's like a comedy of errors from the Democrat party. And you think, well, Trump is, Trump has all these issues, but then you look at the opposing party. It's like, man, they are just so incompetent. They are just yeah. so feckless. At and least my four one k went up twenty three percent this year. <laughs> that is that is what you will hear from the average Trump voter. My taxes went down. My four hundred one k went up. Right. That's why he's going to win unless Bernie gets the nomination. I, I, I think, think that's Bernie has a puncher's chance, if not better, against Trump. I think everyone else loses. So, are we dumb enough as a society to go? I didn't get as much money back this year, so uh, my taxes went up. Because he changed no. the tax tables on, with, wait, his, wait, wait, with wait. his tax relief. I can say this. I paid less taxes, and I got back $46 less on my federal return. That's what I mean. Is because You paid yeah. less taxes, and your return, because the withholding tables yeah. changed. Yeah, yeah right. but it's so almost now exactly pe- the same, though. No, Guffy just rolled it into gambling money, so it's all good. Yeah. 
You're gonna you're gonna get a 1099 next year on all your winnings or losses. Guffy saw uncut gems and he's like, "That's what I, I would have roll." The only yep. winner in Guffy's <laughs> life's Fanduel or whoever he's spending his yes. money right. to. What, one last thing here on the presidential side, Sean. To, can you represent me when the IRS comes after me? Any, if we can be in an uncut gems type movie together, that's fine with me. <laughs> all right. How how long do you think we've been in modern politics now? Is it four years? Is this what you consider modern politics? Is like it twenty years? Like what? Postmodern or uh, what? Whatever this, this or generation. Or call it. This is postmodern. What do you? This is extremely this postmodern. What do you consider this style of politics? What we're in now? Are we starting something new? Has it been this way for twenty years? For forty years? How do you national level politics? I don't. I, I think things are totally different after Trump won the election. I think that's a totally different ballgame. So this is different than anything we've ever seen before. I, in my opinion, yes. Have you ever seen people so proud to have voted for a president that they have flags underneath the American flags in their yard? Yeah. Who, have you? The, I mean, the it, same it's, man. It's the same so man common. brags about uh, banging porn stars and just you know just grabbing women and doing all these terrible things, but they go to church and they have the Trump flag and mm. they do all these things. But it's they were, just, they were very upset over the Super Bowl halftime show, very upset about Brown women doing what they want to do with their bodies, but also at the same time, uh, supporting a man who's a, just an absolute misogynist and, um, you know, just, just, just another day in America. It, that's that's the thing. It is postmodern politics. I think it is. I think that's the there is no meaning. There is no there there. It's all drama. It's all theater. It's, it's all theater. There's no substance. Mm-hmm. And at this There's point, no policy. It doesn't that, matter. Nothing matters. Nobody ever accomplishes a damn thing no. in a presidency. And you get one thing. Obama got health care. Yeah. Trump got tax reform. Tax or tax. Nothing yep. else matters. It's all theater. He also yep. got a wall. No. It blew yeah. over, didn't it? Yeah, it fell they, over. They gave him what? Another fifty million dollars in the last budget. I, I thought Mexico 50, was going to pay for fifty million dollars. Will buy you a nice bridge. When I, but I think that was part of. I think it was supposed to be going, or maybe it was five hundred million. We forgot that Mexico was going to pay for it, and then we just yeah. Well, whatever. Guffy, do you think politics? But the Democrats are, are that new? were that were saying how horrible the wall was also voted to approve the spending the extra five hundred oh, million dollars. Yeah, that's another thing I want to. Nancy Pelosi ripping up the the script. That's yeah. whatever. She has been so complicit <laughs> in, yes. in the Trump just passing the budgets, just you know, doing the paperwork, playing the just playing the game, and just like she acts like these resistance liberals are just so phony and just ridiculous. They all yes. they all came together to, to make like, tw- it's like smoke yeah. it's like Elizabeth Warren putting her preferred pronouns on Twitter. Yeah, lady. You're in your 60s. We know your we know preferred pronouns are. Like, God, it's it's such a it's such a phony thing that you you well, see right through them. And Nancy Pelosi, though, my point was that she is so complicit in this because they just keep passing the budgets. They keep passing the military budgets. They keep passing the budgets for the F-35 fighter that can't shoot straight. They keep, yeah. you know, doing all these militaristic things, and then she wants to rip up a piece of paper on TV. Like, get mm-hmm. out of here! You're, you're useless. Yeah. You, there's no, there's no meaningful opposition to Trump. So you don't feel like you're being represented in Congress. That's what you. I don't think. I, I would just like well, to see some Nancy opposition that's meaningful and has some sort of substance to it. And we just don't have that. And because I think that America is better that's, when you have two substantive parties talking about substantive policy whoa, and whoa, caring whoa, about people. Weird. Why are we limiting it to two? 
There's oh. two parties oh. in the House and in the Congress. Yeah, there's some until there's an independent there. There's, there, a, there's yeah. an independent in the, in the House. Libertarian right get elected to the House. I'm I'm absolutely fine with three or four parties. And this is yeah. why we're announcing Sean Rao is running for Congress no. in 2026. You have six years to prepare. This is against my will. Start. Yeah, well, it's forced <laughs> friendship. Uh, the boss, Guffy, Guffy the boss is, hog inquirer. Guffy said, is uh is any anything changed? Does this feel different to you, or is it the same old, same old? Uh, it, it does feel different a little bit. Um, I will say though, in 2008, 2009, when Barack Obama first got elected, I, I knew lots of, obviously we're from a small town, rural town, lots of Republicans and people that I knew were just, just hated the man, hated him no matter what he did. Right. And, and it's kind of rolling into Trump and Trump's getting that way and he's it's still that way and it's just ramping up even more. And so in 2020, if a different president wins, I, I have if a different person wins. I have no clue what it's going to be like. I if mean, it's somebody if it's a Democrat and if it's somebody mundane like. Uh, I, I, I'm going to say Pete Buttigieg or Amy Klobuchar, if it's Klobuchar, somebody yeah. that doesn't have the old he's style, of Trump is going to roll. You know, just Pete just going through or Amy just without question. You think Warren or or, or only Biden or only, only Bernie. Bernie? Only, only Bernie. Bernie because I think the Bernie Bros and all the Bernie people who are a substantive group will yeah. stay home. Yeah. Unless Bernie's the nominee. I think that Bernie Sanders is one of the only ones. I think out of the out of the four that actually have a chance, yeah. Bernie Sanders is the one that is going to at least perform the best in a debate against Trump. And we're talking about two very old men. Right. One yeah. who just had a heart think, attack and the other who eats Big Macs right. all the time. I think that if Tulsi Gabbard was on a debate stage one-on-one -on -one with Trump, she would wipe the floor with him. Yeah. And, but she doesn't have a she, she doesn't have the base. She's she getting, received zero delegates and zero precincts. Right. Hawkeye caca. She's getting uh Ron Paul. She's getting blackballed in yeah. some ways. Zach, but you know, it is this how, does this feel familiar? Does this feel like it's been building? What what do you feel like politics are now? Um, I think it's been building. I'm kind of I'm with Guffy. I kind of remember seeing like the last like ten or twelve years, and then recently it's just a nobody wants to admit that their candidate could have done anything wrong. It's just they want to tout what they think they're doing right. Um, like you know, uh, Sean was talking about some of the things that Trump's been known to say, brag about, do things. I know people that were saying, well, we're going to ignore that. We're just going to talk about. Pelosi tearing up the script, like tearing up the speech was what we need to talk about. Nothing else. You know, don't talk about my candidate. Let's talk about this one. And it's just like, like I even, I've thought to myself, like there might be some positive stuff that comes out of the Trump presidency, but you'll never know because he buries it and all the other <laughs> stuff that he's doing and all the bragging he's doing. You'll never know about because there's so much spoke because he's constantly trying yes, to just knock what, everybody um, you won't, when I was you won't hear about them replacing NAFTA. <laughs> you no, won't hear you, about, you won't remember yeah. any of that because he he's burying it in his own controversies, right? Um, and in his own in his own hubris, yeah, in his own just puffery that that he just I'm the greatest president of whatever. Like you could find a you could find a YouTube video of him saying he's he knows more about period X, 
and it's everything. Oh, I saw a thing that was just like twelve yeah. of those. Yeah, it was just stacking yeah. up. Him <laughs> saying that I know the I know more about fill in the blank everything that he could <laughs> ramble off, which is kind of the genius that Dakota said they stuck to numbers at the beginning because like that's when he gets in trouble is when he starts using superlatives because he uses them right. exclusively. Like even the be- very beginning, he talked about his inauguration. It had the biggest crowd of any inauguration, and they show a picture and it's like, well, it's pretty obviously not. You know, the last inauguration was bigger and like most of them had been bigger than that one, you know, weather, whatever. It's just like, so yeah, keep them to numbers because numbers can't lie. Or if they are, it's very clear. It's a black and white thing. You can be selective in your numbers. Mm -hmm. Everybody can do that. But you just, the, you know, people you see on Facebook just hate, like, like who I like, or you're an idiot or like it's immediately insulting. There's no chance to even, well, can we like, you want to talk about what's this or they don't, it's just, you have to take each candidate, a hundred percent. And if you take, if you don't like any one thing that they do, like they just pitch you in the trash. There's don't, they hate you. I, I listened to Ben Shapiro for the first time in a while today because I wanted to hear what he had to say about the state of the union. And you've been out, you've been working for 14 hours and freezing to death. Thank you, by the way, for getting our hospital <laughs> yeah, yes, going again yeah, and saving yeah, yeah, our yeah. community. So it was, um, uh, it was um, now Audrey. Audrey's at seven, seven millimeters, seven <laughs> yeah. centimeters. I don't know, three meters. I don't know what the what the what the what the gap is I, down there. But I it's, think it's, I heard the a baby cry a minute opening. ago. So we're good. Anytime, Audrey. I, I was Although, if good, you could just hold it, it'd in be one good more content week, that'd be good. though. If we have a live birth right now, if if if, things, if water breaks, Guffy the mop is in the bathroom. Okay, I'm grabbing the camera. Keep going. <laughs> so I. And I, I found myself, and you know, a lot of times I will agree with Ben Shapiro on monetary policy, um, economic policy. I'm, I stand kind of far away from him on a lot of social policy and foreign policy. He's a warmonger, um, and I. So you know, what do you care if Guffy has to go back into conflict again? <laughs> not You're not Guffy. going. I know so, Guffy would go. I listened to him and I found myself agreeing with about 99% of the things that he said. He sounds like Dobie. Is it Dobie? Guffy, Guffy would go. Guffy would go. <laughs> Dobby. Dobby. The house Dobie. elf. Yeah. Yes. Um, but <laughs> so, Guffy has a DD-214. Guffy is a free man again. <laughs> but he said, uh, one thing he said that I thought kind of goes back to your point is he, he said, if we saw the Trump that gave the State of the Union address uh, every day from now until election, that there, n- the no Democrat would stand a chance against him. Because it was, it, he was like, oh, wow. He's being actually somewhat presidential. Well, it's a, it's a muted, it's a muted, achievements. it's a muted Trump rally. Right. Where some of the uh, participants are chaining four more years. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's ever happened in a state of the union address for, no, for any, was... any president, right? Just the, it, it just the divisiveness of it. There, there is no fixing this. You are either going to get four more years of Trump and you're going to see that, or you're going to get a Bernie Sanders presidency, which is going to be something totally, I, absolutely different. I think that one of the biggest things that contributed to how much hate and people have for Donald Trump and Trump supporters in mm-hmm. general is the Democrats spent all of 2016 just they they spent all of their money and their time telling you that 
Donald Trump was Hitler in the flesh. Mm. Come back to right. come back to commit genocide against Mexican well, what, people what the, and gays. The Democrat Party erred in in a couple ways with Trump. They focused on the Russian stuff, which nobody yeah. nobody cares, and nobody bought it. Nobody bought it. Nobody cares except for it's a nothing. Except burger. for the boomers that get their news from Facebook. Well, it's the CNN. old liberal boomers, and then it's that's, like yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then it's the Ukraine thing that Lev Shabavev paid Rudy Giuliani to do this, and then. It, Nobody can follow that either. Right. So not that he he's probably the most unethical it's, president we've ever had. But at the same time, you were just chasing your tail. The, yeah. And he is eating it up. I it is know. silly. Are we forgetting about Calvin Coolidge and his corruption? Oh, yeah. who could forget Cool Cal? Cool Cal was actually pretty squeaky clean, I think. Cool Cal is one of my favorite presidents. Yeah. Why are you talking? Why are you talking <laughs> about Cool Cal? <laughs> I just a, wanted to see if I could. I feel like he would be you. a libertarian president. I just want to completely. He's pretty. You. He's pretty. He's, he's, he's pretty he's damn like libertarian. I feel have. like. Yeah. He did nothing. Uh, there's a lot of people. Like, there's a lot of uh, <laughs> did very little Grover <laughs> Cleveland fans as well. Yeah, uh, but I. They liked I him think so much they elected him a second time. The fatal flaw because then they didn't know what to do. Right. And you can't. You can't go from thinking that this guy is inherently evil right. to then all of a sudden saying. Well, some of the things he's done is okay. Right. It doesn't work. Yeah. Wait a minute. You told me that he was evil just a month ago, and now you're saying that half of his policy is okay? There's no there's no meaningful opposition, and that's opposition creates pressure. I think, I think the most the closest so there's no pressure on Trump right now to, to do anything that, different than what he's doing, which is whatever he wants to do. Correct. That's true. So if there's no pressure, why is he going to change? Why is he going to do anything different? Why is he going to readjust? There's, he's just not. All right, I'm right. gonna I'm gonna play John McLaughlin here for a second. Uh, one last one last deal. Is it John McLaughlin? Is McLaughlin group. McLaughlin yeah. group. Yeah. I, I grew yeah. up for watching that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not Sarah McLaughlin. I don't need you to play the music yeah. over there, Guffy. Oh yeah, don't do uh, that, please. <laughs> Nobody wants to be depressed no, and think about cats and dogs. No puppies yes. involved. But uh, so let, let's let's pose one final question here before we move into final thoughts. Right now, people are worried about the national politics. And it looks like the Democrats don't really have a front runner. So we may be looking at 2008 again, where the Indiana primary could matter. We see we've actually got contested primaries locally in our community. You can't go vote for both sides, right? Mm -hmm. Are are, are we going to have this massive vacuum at the county level when it comes to am I I going to pull a Republican ballot to go for the Republican county council and county commissioner people? Or are we going to see people go pull a Democrat ballot so they can vote for Pete or Bernie or Elizabeth Warren or Joe Biden, what what's what's going to happen here? Because if we're on a crash course to not having a decision made in the Indiana primary really mattering, and you can only pick one side if you take one at all. I, I would push back against that because I think that uh, I think that Bernie is still uh, uh, with all the numbers. I think Bernie's still on track to be the nominee. However, if things happen and sh- uh, chicanery or whatever you want to say happens. Um, I think states really need to look at having open primaries. It's silly. It's silly that you can't go and vote for whoever you want to vote for who could be president. So without you declaring have, so yourself, if, if you have an open primary, I, I have allegiance think, to this party. I have allegiance to this party, but, and blah blah blah. But in just, theory, if you have an open primary, you'd almost need a second primary because you can't say, "Okay, I want a pa- I want a ballot for a." Even if you said, "I want a ballot," you're not going to get to choose. Why can you vote for both Republicans and Democrats? You're going to pick on both time. sides at the same time. Sure. And chaos, split. baby. All right. It's or, less or chaotic could, than freaking you, Iowa. Could you at least like 
pick and choose your race. Like, okay, I'm going to pick one for right. this so race. The, I'm going to vote like, as a so Democrat you, in the pre, in the yeah. presidential, and I'm going to vote as a Republican in the county. Because that even came up. Well, well that's that's the reason why some of the folks are not on the ballot here. You know, there yeah, was we a, had a the Southern District Commissioner come up candidate. And, and the, 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 the local GOP chairman, uh, Todd, hi, Todd, um, he said that, no, that this candidate, Newkirk, running for Southern District Commissioner, can't be a Republican because he pulled a Democrat ballot in the last couple cycles. Well, just I'm the last very one. just well, okay, the last cycle, but I'm damn sure that if you go back and look at a lot of Republicans that voted in 2008 yeah. in 2010, they would have had the same right. problem because they were in the operation chaos. Thanks right. to mega dittos, Rush Limbaugh, right? A lot of Indiana Republicans voted Democrat in 2008 and that got forgotten. So I'm just saying there, there's a possibility for something real interesting coming. But your prediction, Sean, is, is that my Bernie's going to wrapped up by the time we get to my May. prediction is Bernie is going to be the nominee, um, mostly because of the analytics going forward. I mean, he's going to win New Hampshire handily. Uh, I think Biden's going to lose steam going into South Carolina. You don't think that Warren can win California or I don't, the, I, the liberals I don't, out there aren't going to fall in love with I him? don't think that I don't think that Pete's going to be close in, in North, New Hampshire. And I don't think that Pete's going to be all that close in South Carolina. Um, well, obviously, I think I think I think, well, because <laughs> think why? Gonna, because because why? he has a problem with minorities. Thank you. Yes, he yes, does. He does. Which it's, is it's, kind it's, of important as a Democratic in, nominee in South Carolina to be for good sure. with good with minority and, voters. And because <laughs> kind of important. It's, it's not as big of a problem in Iowa, but South Carolina, it's a damn big yeah, problem. I was extremely white. And, and that's why Pete tied. And because Bernie. and that's why I think that's that's deep down the reason why I think Biden's got a very good chance in South Carolina because he was yes. Barack Obama's vice president. And that's where he can resurrect himself yeah. if he can. That's where it has to happen. It has to happen by a lot. Yeah, he yeah. needs to win. So he's going to get smoked. He's going to get smoked in North or New Hampshire, and he's going to get smoked in. in he's going to finish too. fourth at best in New Hampshire. Yeah, right. Because he's yeah. not. Bernie's right there. Elizabeth Warren's right there. I agree. And I think Mayor Pete has a very good chance of doing well in New Hampshire. Could do okay. Yeah, top three. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that leaves Biden off the podium, Zach. <laughs> and if you're not on the podium, you don't even get a trophy to drop, right? You don't have, you don't, you know, you can't go Sebastian at Detroit. Detroit. Guffy, what do you think? I'm ready for final thoughts. I'm so tired. All right. What you got? Final right. thoughts. I've got one thing and one thing only. And that is February 8th, the Corn Fed Derby Dames, the roller derby team, is having their home opener. It is in Muncie. Let me, time Delaware. out. Time out. This sounds like an SNL bit with Stefan. No, it's he's <laughs> real breathy and yes. just real like I'm, just always, I'm always waiting. Like Guffy's final thoughts are always some like white trash entertainment. <laughs> it's always like in a dark old warehouse with three, bad HVAC. Three and, trailer parks are together and they've got five pallets to burn. Bring your Bud Ice and we'll be there at seven thirty, <laughs> just before sunset. If you could bring All your I'm own chair, I'm waiting, that would be great. I'm waiting on FanDuel or DraftKings to find out a way to bet on roller derby here. But it is uh, Saturday, the February 8th, at the Delaware County Fairgrounds, 6 of to 10. Of course, it's Muncie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they have a team Fun-see. driving in. Hey, they got a team driving a in from Wisconsin. Muncie. So they got a team driving in from Wisconsin. We were rude and we interrupted you. They're, I know. They're playing Green Bay? I don't know. Some team from Wisconsin. Kenosha Kickers? Yeah. There. But anyways, so um, I will be there. The Racing um, Rabbits? Travis, Week or Wake? Wake, we'll Week, whatever. He will be there. Uh, he's actually Travis a sponsor. Travis is a week. And then, you should see I'm just saying, liquor. <laughs> Betsy Mills, I, she's very interested. I think I'm going to get her to go. You're going to get her to the roller derby? Yep. All right. Very good. Sean? 
I hope we haven't abused you too bad. No, this is my fourth time. I counted him out. You're, this is your this fourth is a, timer. The fourth, the fourth I could recall. He's on Bet- tied with Betsy. Betsy says that at the fifth time we're supposed to get you a jacket. I love like it. Like the five timers club. I, I love it. Bring it. I'll I'll come back again. I love being right. on. Well, thank you for thank you for joining us. Well, you, thank you for you, having you me. join the Patreon, which means a lot to us because yes. we know that you're. I buy my way onto the show. Yeah, you actually love us. <laughs> no, no, I was just showing my appreciation. So, um, no, you guys always do great, great content here locally, and um, it's just important to have uh, local voices out there that that are talking about national stuff. So it's good. Um, I don't really have anything to plug. If you get in trouble, what phone number do we call? Uh, you call Galleon and Round Law Office, uh, 765-529-3787. You find yourself in trouble. <laughs> save save that you your have phone a, right now. If you have a if you have a custody dispute, if you have an estate you want to deal with, um, that's pretty much what, what we do. What if it's so, my money and I need it now? Uh, I'm the I'm the wrong guy for that. <laughs> what if, okay, they're all the, the TV, the all, all the, the TVs, yeah. all the TV guys do that. If it, you were hit by a semi, should I call you or the hammer? No, the thing was the hammer. Did you guys see the hammer? Super, the Bowl ad. Super Bowl ad. Super Bowl, yeah, it was the most disturbing, upsetting thing I've seen as a lawyer <laughs> in a long time. There was a midget involved, <laughs> and it's like, do Little we want to person. disparage the, the the practice of law so much? Is we're going to have he's a uh, He's like better call Saul. He does what he wants to do. He's not, he's not as cool as better call Saul. So in the Indianapolis market, and I I assume in some other regional areas, because I know he's potent in Kentucky as well. um, This guy, uh, the hammer, the hammer, the hammer. He's got a name. Uh, it escapes Darryl me right now. Daryl Isaac. 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 Right. He owns, like the hammer. He owns about hammer. a thousand billboards across the, yeah. this, the Midwest. It's like the wall drug of Indiana, Ohio, and Kentucky. So the hammer bought a local Super Bowl ad, yeah. and it's all anybody talked about the next it's day. It's like a porn parody version of Star Wars. <laughs> the same quality. It's like Thor and Star Wars had a, had a hammer baby. And, it was, and their budget was $2,000. And that was it. And so it was just awful. So and it made me, made me want to cringe. My mother-in-law is a legal sec- secretary mm. in Indianapolis at a very prominent uh, law firm that competes against the hammer all the time. Mm-hmm. They're the defense mm-hmm. attorney and he's the prosecutor. Mm-hmm. He's the plaintiff. Plaintiff. Uh, plaintiff. Yes. Mm. And uh, they're the defendants. Mm-hmm. Um, so she and the entire group chat of, of the lawyers <laughs> there were, were beside themselves. Just crack it up. Upset. And I was pissed because it overshadowed the Indy 500's local ad. So. It's stupid, but no, no, it's, uh, no, everything's good. Staying busy. It's, if you need my help, let me know. All right. If you need his help, mention Liberty Defender, Sean Rao, and you get a discount. By extent, we did There's have a no discount, but, but, but <laughs> we I, did, we did have no one, one passer by from, uh, from Wisconsin rates. that called up, uh, called up Sean one time and he helped That's out in the true. gym. That's true. It, it has happened in the past. I have gotten one referral from this show and that was it. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it has happened. So it does. It does work. It does work. And I, I worked. I worked some magic on you that did one. Get actually. them out before Christmas. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I worked some magic. <laughs> it, it actually did take some magic to do it, but I did it. It happened. So, so it was, are you now a, uh, a classified as an intermediate level wizard? There, it's like all all the things have to come together for it to work. So. Mm. Um, you know, you get the right situation, you get the right time, you get the I right heard that situation. Henry County is notorious for backroom deals. Uh, I wish it was that interesting. <laughs> it's really not. It's mostly me going to beg prosecutors for a good deal. And I'm like, come on, what about this? All right. Four beers.
That's yeah. my limit. Four <laughs> beers. No, none of the prosecutors really drink, you know, like us defense attorneys. We're, <laughs> we're, we're the ones that <laughs> enjoy our beverages. I just want you to know that I get one of the judges' newspapers about once a, once a month. Yes, so. I know exactly I, who you're I talking about. I personally delivered it this last week. And it's probably good that you do. <laughs> I just, if you need that leverage at some point, remember, oh. let him know that if, if he doesn't treat you right, oh no, I, I, I probably can't correct for the USPS. Anymore. No, he, he treats me quite well. <laughs> so right. we're well, good. Well, then I'll keep we're up good the there. You keep it up. All right. Yeah. Zach. Uh, I don't really have much to plug because I just got a thing. I, was, I guess Cade canceled. So I'll say go out to Ellen K and for all your beef <laughs> needs, check their Facebook page for their specials. Um, other than that, just uh, maybe just try to be nice to people on like on Facebook and the hell with you. We're not doing that. Yeah. Like we were talked about the candidate who's kind of switched parties because he wasn't allowed. And I saw somebody tell him, they're like, well, you switched parties. I can't vote for you now. (laughs) And I was, they were like, what? Like a couple of us were like, you, you literally just said you can't vote for him based on the letter next to his name. Like you didn't really support him. So try to be nice, especially local, local races are Mm -hmm. just like they're, those are people. I don't vote for Democrats. It is so hard. To run for local office. Yes, it to is. To raise the money, to go through the effort. Yep. Anybody that sticks their name on a ballot Preach is it. doing a service to you as a community. Yep. Preach. The last thing you should do is be shitty to them yes. because they are yep. helping you. If they don't run, you can cancel the election and keep the people you have. Or you raise all that money, you spend all that money, you campaign your butt off, and then you have a guy at 5.55 as the poll's about to close, say, <laughs> I don't even know who's on the ballot. <laughs> and then I get to say, well, it was this guy and this guy. These were the and two yes. fools in there. You walked right by him and didn't care to talk to him. And then you went in, got pissed because <laughs> you didn't know who was on the ballot and you left mad. Thanks for helping with the process. Okay, so Dakota. Those people should be, shouldn't be sterilized. Right. <laughs> you know how many times on Facebook I sit there and I see that and we're like, what? You you just and you look and they barely have like six kids. Are we ever gonna have that conversation? Like you have to pass a test. Idiocracy, baby. Liber- this is an idiocracy. Force, just, I'd be Liberty happy for sterilization. I would happy to appear for an idiocracy based <laughs> podcast. Uh anytime you guys want to review the movie at some point. Okay, so I will oh, I love that movie. In the oh, chat right too. now, Christy Avery is asking about the lawn. Uh, uh, down on 300 South that she uh, that she I meant modified. to check it. I just drove by that a couple days ago. I'm well, the I one think, that took the pictures. I think what they need to have to fix that up. I don't know about that. They okay. What's so, the story there? What what makes grass grow? Blood. Blood makes the grass grow. No. <laughs> Fertilizer. No idiocracy. Water. Come on. Just having flashback. Oh, oh idiocracy. Oh, Brando. <laughs> well, no, what 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 is what? Blood, what is blood what makes, makes green grass grow. It was. <laughs> it's what plants crave. It's, it's what Brando. Yes. It's like Powerade. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like, yeah, Gatorade, Powerade. Yeah. Electrolytes. yeah. Electrolytes. Electrolytes. That's Jesus, it. folks. It's what, no, it's what plants crave. No, it's what plants need. No, electrolytes. in the movie, it's what plants crave. They need electrolytes. No, they don't need it. They crave it. They <laughs> crave it. <laughs> Welcome to Idiocracy, where we can't get the movie right. No, I've got the, the movie right. Uh, it's Guffy's Guffy over here. Wrong, yeah, Guffy's over wrong. here being a dumbass. No wonder crave. you can't win an election. Hey, hey, watch this. Jeremiah, welcome to the party. (laughs) So, Zach, you want to tell the story real quick? Which story? Oh, about uh, our dear listener, Christy. Uh, I kind of heard the back side of it. So we were at the comedy show a couple weeks ago that was in Newcastle at the OYO and uh, Smokiest Room 
in the state of Indiana, I think. <laughs> uh, I there's a, just a little bit of freedom in that room. The the law that says there's no smoking does not apply at OEO because yeah. it is Indian control. Freedom to smoke, but not freedom for me to breathe. I think I was wheezy the next day. <laughs> um, but I just I noticed that uh, she got there a little later, and I find out that she had tried to turn around in, in a grassy area uh, nearby, which I... I'll give her this. That hotel, the entrances to it are not where you think they would be, and they're easy to miss. So I was out the next day, and I didn't get to do it on my run. I don't run with my phone, um, but I went over that way. And then we were going to – there's nearby Walmart, which is what I call it. We're at Walmart Road. I was like, told my, like slow down. We need to get pictures of this. And you can see where she tried to turn around in the grass, and apparently the sheriff's department had to come help her out. But, but I was like, oh, i got to get pictures of this. I told him I was going to get pictures of these. And so, yeah, I got some pictures of where she uh, tore up some turf trying to turn around and just uh, on the south side. This is another night in Henry County. Yeah. (laughs) She drove, the the, the lovely young lady drove all the way down from Fort Wayne to come hang out with us and go to the The local comedy comedy show show. and instead accidentally wound up at uh, CB Chair and uh, tried to turn around uh, at their sign. That's true. I'm shocked that she didn't have to like walk the line or the I bet I wasn't waiting for the county officer to like run her completely through the, the like, how do you do this? But if you're not from around there, it's dark. You kind of understand it. It was, was dark. Like, it was rainy. Yeah. It was, yeah. yeah. Not fun. So Dakota, what do you got? Um, so I guess I just have that. Uh, uh, we said in the Patreon portion, we've been recording a bunch of episodes. Next week is the big episode number 150. And it's the last live one until right. after Jack we will Sol. be premiering episodes. We'll be putting links out on Facebook um, to the the videos um, every Thursday, just like normal, except you'll just be watching it on YouTube instead of Facebook. And um, the next week's episode, 150, is with uh, another fan favorite, Mr. Mark Brim. He's coming on. We think. So, we, you know. <laughs> I mean, he's been invited He's checking every, with staff. Listen, he disappoints us on the regular. He's disappointed us, but literally every other time that he's been on, we also haven't known until like Tuesday. That week. <laughs> so it's. It, I think we should it's probably no different. I think we should probably take him to Weenie World next week in in mid February. I don't know. We're shooting for Valentine's Day, baby. Now, so it might not even work. You're not going to get lucky if the baby's born <laughs> on Valentine's Day. I don't like your chances. Hmm. No. Yeah. Or, Poor chances. <laughs> All right. Final thoughts from me uh, on Netflix. There's a new movie that came out, Zach. Uppity. Uppity. I was waiting the, for that to come the out. The Willie T. Ribs story. Fantastic. Mason and I and uh, my uh, my in-laws, Kevin and Libby, we all watched it. Uh, Mason is now a massive fan of Willie T. Um, I, he, was talking to, he was talking about, he's the first black uh, fellow to ever qualify for the Indianapolis 500. Made the race in 1990. Spoiler alert. He made the race in 1991 and 1993. Uh, he he did a great job getting in the race. He was, uh, he tells it from his side and he's very much, he's kind of Trumpy. He, he's very willing to proclaim how he's, he's the best Nazi. driver. The best driver. Uh, he's the best driver, yeah. especially when he was in sports cars coming, coming through. Uh, he had big, uh, big competitions with his teammates. Uh, coming along rival hit anybody that hit, had crossed him became a rival. So 
Uh, Jack Roush uh, is kind of one of the, the enemies. Anybody associated with NASCAR is kind of one of the enemies in it. And I really feel bad for the late Robert Yates because he came across rough. I haven't got to see it yet because I saw it was on last night. And I was like, I looked, I was like, it was an hour and 48 minutes long. I was like, oh, it's nine o'clock. <laughs> I, have to ad- I have to adult and go to bed. It was uh, it was made by Adam Carolla, which was fantastic. Our friend Marshall Pruitt, uh, who I'm hoping we're going to get a booking of Marshall in May. Um He's uh, I think he's over three million downloads, four million downloads on his podcast. Well, he's, are you over four million? Uh, it's it's incredible. Um, he was uh, he was a big part of it. We're only a million away from him. That's crazy. Yeah, we're right there. We're right there. Um, and if you're a fan of the Olympics and pop culture, Bruce slash Caitlyn Jenner features very prominently in it. He was an early like uh, SECA sports car. Yes. Guy so this. so Bruce Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner, uh, after the Olympics became a sports car driver. Uh, and was teammates on the hmm. team that Willie left Roush Racing. So Scott Pruitt and Jenner were teammates, and they got into a fight. And it is detailed. And Caitlin sits down for interviews as Caitlin, and it is excellent. It is theater to watch. So jump on Netflix. Are you and trying find to get Ebony. us banned? Why? You just dead named Caitlin Jenner. Yeah, you get kicked off of Twitter for that. What's the problem? (laughs) I'm uh, I'm reporting on uh, motorsports. You just stand down, young man. I'm just telling the truth. We get kicked off of Twitter for that. We're gonna get banned. We're gonna lose our three Twitters. What are we gonna What are we gonna do whenever they kick us off of YouTube? Now, now, no one's gonna get the video for the for the canned episodes. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. (laughs) We'll see how it goes. Yuffie's already shut his computer off and his headphones are off. He's done. Jenner Jenner was an excellent uh, excellent race car driver. Uh, Carol does great documentary. He's got a couple yeah. that are on there or on Amazon Prime Video, Twenty uh, Four Hour War, and then the Shelby American, and they're excellent. Yeah, it's it's worth watching. So jump on, even if it's just a human interest story. So even if you don't care about racing, go watch it. It's it's definitely worth your time and your effort. It's a great story, and he's uh, he's basically the Jackie Robinson of motorsports. Um, mm-hmm. So enjoy it. Check check it out. He's uh, he's got a very strong personality, but uh, but you definitely get an understanding of it by uh, by watching the documentary. That's the end of this. We will uh, we'll see you all in episode one fifty. Thank you for listening to the Boss Hog of Liberty, which is part of the We Are Libertarians Network. I am Chris Spangle, and I am the founder of this network. And I invite you to listen to all of our shows, which you can find at wearelibertarians.com or by searching for these in your podcatcher. The flagship show is the We Are Libertarians podcast, where we apply libertarian principles to current events. The Brian Nichols Show is a conversation amongst Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, Independents, as they talk about what is happening in the news. And we have many other podcasts like The Chris Spangle Show, Upward, The Cost, Raw Audio Politics, Miranda's World, and Tad Talk, which is quite a ride. So check all of these out. Go to WeAreLibertarians.com and you can check out all of our great podcasts. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Get our other shows at WeAreLibertarians.com.